0: Support for this episode of YXE Underground comes from Ivy Yoga House. If you're looking for a yoga studio in Saskatoon that welcomes people of all abilities, you should really check out Ivy Yoga House.
1: So I don't think it was necessarily the the danger that we were possibly because I I don't think I thought like that at the time. If I'm being completely honest, I didn't actually think I was just thinking there's so many people here, it's so overwhelming, right? that I think that was my main thing is that there's so many people here at one time like the it was Christmas every day I don't know else it was, I, it was December 23rd like our busiest day every year every day and it felt like that for like two months
0: hello I'm Eric Anderson the voice you just heard belongs to grocery store worker Jordan Stovra Jordan is the featured guest in season three episode nine of YXC Underground COVID-19 arrived in Saskatoon last spring, many of us switched to working at home. But for grocery store workers like Jordan Stovra, they kept going to work to ensure the shelves were full of things that we need. They are essential workers in our community. We spend time with Jordan in this episode to find out what it has been like being an essential worker and why he gets so happy seeing his friends at work just once a week. Welcome to the Varsity Commons Sobies on 8th Street in Cumberland. It's a big grocery store that has everything from a bakery and flower department to a pet food section and a Starbucks. For the past year, I have come here every Saturday or Sunday morning to get groceries for my wife and I. It has become part of my routine and in full disclosure, I really look forward to coming here every week. Armed with a grocery list written by my wife, I start my grocery shopping in the produce section and then work my way through the bakery and meat departments before weaving my way to the milk and dairy sections, ending with the potato chip aisle because I am a sucker for potato chips. Getting these groceries gives me a sense of purpose on the weekends and also something that my boss at Sherbrooke Swell and bd calls the joy of accomplishment. I feel joy when I cross everything off my list. I also feel joy when I get to say hi to the staff at my grocery store. It could be Joan, who often works at one of the cashiers. There's Riley, who I see at customer service sometimes. And then there's Jordan Stovra. Jordan, how much ice can this hold?
1: Oh, like a lot, that, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't actually know. I think there's probably like a number on here somewhere. Um, but it feels like a lot. Like if you look in there, oh, that can had filled to the top. It just wasn't filled. So there's like a sensor that activates it. But because we have this new like fancy metal one, it doesn't
0: reach all the ways. I wanted to do an episode highlighting the work of essential grocery store workers and Jordan was the first person I thought of. I've been lucky to know Jordan for several years. We used to volunteer together at CFCR, which is Saskatoon's community radio station. We would often see each other at concerts, usually Amigos on a Friday or Saturday night, and while walking our dogs in our neighborhood. Jordan has worked at this Sobeys for the past eight years. He's done everything from run the seafood department to working cashier to recently putting in his first shift in the produce section. He's a big burly guy who used to play junior football and has an unruly beard that a hair can barely contain. Jordan is also a compassionate and thoughtful 24 year old who genuinely cares for the people that shop in his store. I was able to spend a few hours on a Saturday morning with him at Sobeys and it was great speaking with him while he was getting the seafood department ready for a busy day. Now, this episode is going to sound a little bit different. Jordan does a really wonderful job of answering questions in complete sentences, and I was able to gather a lot of cool sounds of him working. So you won't hear my voice at all in this in this episode. Well, maybe a little bit, but not really that much. When I worked at CBC Radio, we would call this a soundscape, where you let the subject of your story, plus the sounds of their environment, tell the story. And that's what I tried to do with Jordan, and I hope you enjoy it. In the first part of this episode, Jordan discusses what the first few weeks were like when the pandemic hit and how he's handled the challenges posed by COVID-19. Take it away, Jordan. So my name is Jordan Stovra, uh, born and bred here in Saskatoon,
1: love the city. And I'm I think officially, I think I'm a seafood clerk here at Sobeys, but over the past year I've done like a lot of different tasks and jobs around the store from Stocking grocery to working produce yesterday to being a cart getter, COVID person. It's a it's a real jack of all trades, master of none kind of deal now. Oh, and right now we're currently standing in the seafood department at our city common Sobeys, Kind of my favorite department to be at. I was a manager here for a couple in this department for a couple years, and uh, it is just a great uh, great department. I love fish. I lo- like I love fish so much and the uh stuff like uh like cutting whole fish, cutting halibut, cutting like Atlantic salmon, stuff like that I I get a lot of joy out of. Um same as like being like cutting beef or cutting like cutting pork. I get a lot of joy out of doing that and just like working and being feeling productive. Yes, I can I can see everyone and and it's kinda quiet over here, it's not not that busy Uh, usually we would have like if you look above us there's a speaker right there so it's nice for the music when it's working i don't know why it's not working you wouldn't hear all the lovely acoustic covers of 80s new wave bands that they play um... but uh... no it's uh... it is just a nice area to be in it's nice and relaxing i get
0: get to feel creative in what i do here
1: eric have you ever seen a whole halibut
0: no, I've never seen a whole house. Oh boy. There's not actually a hole I can cut into, but. Um, yeah, I'm doing
1: well. I'm doing well. Doing better. Hey buddy. Um, this is like my one, uh, area where I get to like Be around like I get to see my friends here I don't really try and go out because I already have enough people exposure um, I'm a pretty social guy I think you know that Eric I'm kind of an extrovert the last year has been hard in that sense that I haven't had those outlets outside of work whether it be like like coaching football that I do I met your wife through that right stuff like that where I'm like I don't have those outlets my extra my extracurricular activities you know what I mean whether it be going to concerts and stuff um, being like an active host at the studio at CFCR every week. Um, I haven't had those outlets, really. So it's been a struggle that way. Work's been... It's been work. And it's been actual work. and You don't have really have slow days anymore, which is weird. On um, March 13th, I actually remember having that day off. And it was a Thursday, and I was at school at the university. And then I came here immediately after because I was like class yeah, classes got short today, I'm going to cook some supper, and it was, shelves were empty, and I'm like, I knew I had to work the next day, and I was not, like, pumped for it, because I saw how empty the shelves were, I thought, and I saw how busy it was, and I just remember that first two weeks being just, like, a grind, and I don't know how else to describe it, it feels like I'm in, like, conditioning at football practice for, like, the next two, like, for an entire two weeks where it's like you're kind of just, you're lined up all the time. I was working a lot of customer service, a lot of, like, cashier. Um, I just felt like the entire day was busy. There wasn't really a slowdown period throughout the day. Um, What really helped then, though, was that we were closing the store. Like, our hours were, like, shorter. I think it was, like, 8 to 8 or 8 to 9. I can't actually remember what it was. And that was nice because it kind of made people... Choose carefully when they were coming to uh, here. Now we've kind of extended it from like seven to ten, so we still get people who come at like nine thirty, and I always kind of think those people are kind of weird if you're shopping, you're doing your week shopping at nine thirty. But I, I thank them for shopping here. Um, but I think at the end of the day, the uh, the uh, I just remember, yeah, it's just being a grind and not a, not necessarily. The funnest experience I've ever had. Just the amount of people. I think it was just more. It wasn't even at that point because I don't think. I think I think being fairly honest, I don't think a lot of people knew the, the hazards or the consequences of COVID as a whole. And I don't think we're really seeing that until the second and third wave of whether it be like variants that are a little bit more deadly or we don't see those effects. Um. So I don't think it was necessarily the, the danger that we were possibly... Because I, I don't think I had thought like that at the time. If I'm being completely honest, I didn't actually think. I was just thinking there's so many people here. It's so overwhelming, right? That I think that was my main thing. is That there's so many people here at one time. Like, the, it was Christmas every day. I don't know all else it was, I, It was December 23rd, like our busiest day every year, every day. And it felt like that for like two months. I know for myself... I think there was like a day. It might have been like beginning of April around there, and it felt like the first slow day in like a month. And I think I walked in one day, and I went to my meet, the meat manager, and he's like, "I think I overbooked you." And I'm like, "You overbooked me?" I'm out. <laughs> and I just like it was like a three-minute shift. Like I like walked home that day, cause like I, it was uh yeah, it was just exhaustion. Like a lot of us were just trying to get by day to day now. That one's still busy. Like I think throughout today, you'll see that it's still busy on like a Saturday, which is one of our like busier days throughout the week. But it's not like it was. It was, it was. It's been busy a lot. I think there's obviously some times where people, customers come in and they aren't necessarily the most like happy. Or like, and I, I think like at the beginning I was kind of a lot more uh, pessimistic towards people, because I think like I didn't understand why people couldn't just be nice to other people. I'm very just like, I don't understand this. But I think at the end of the day, the, uh, I think I like saw something, or I was talking to a couple friends, and they were like. At the end of the day, like everyone's kind of going through it. Everything, everyone's in the washing machine, and it's being turned, and they're just everyone's trying to get through it, and they all have their own life issues. So if someone's a little bit sour to you at work, you just shouldn't really take it that personally. And that's kind of how I've taken it now. I don't think I was necessarily the most cordial person in the first couple months, just because I was like overworked, but I was also dealing with the process of going through the pandemic, right? Maybe I didn't understand why, like, some people were coming to the store every day and stuff like that. And I still kind of don't understand why people are coming to the store every day. But, like, I think everyone's trying to do their own thing and trying to live some kind of normal life. So, like, trying to bring that home, it was hard at the time because my mom was also working at Costco. And I she had it, like, way worse than I had it. <laughs> so, like, I was, like, being, like, very empathetic. And I'm like... Yeah, it kind of sucked at work today. It was busy, but it wasn't Costco busy. So I was like, oh, I always had that perspective. And I'm like, ah, it wasn't the worst. Um, (laughs) So that was nice. But I never had the, uh, I I was, and then I think the other thing that I didn't realize to a lot later that I have a lot of friends who work at bars and work at restaurants, work at different establishments that had the clothes because they weren't essential. And then they were they had a lot of uncertainty in their lives and that made me a lot more grateful that I had kind of lucked into having a job at a grocery store and I think that's the main thing, that I think I was very lucky to have this job during this time because we were considered essential and I didn't have to worry about um... whether I was able to pay rent, right? But I know a lot of friends of mine had that worry, right? I had friends of mine who had worked at a job for 15 years and had to. T- had to take their uh, record of employ- employment for the first time to get served and they're like, "I don't. This makes zero sense. I've never had to do this in my life, right?" So it made me a lot more, uh, a lot more appreciative of the job I have and like what I had kind
0: of gotten into. I'll let you finish your halibut. You're listening to Season 3, Episode 9 of YXE Underground. My name is Eric Anderson, and my guest today is grocery store worker Jordan Stovra. Follow and listen to YXE Underground on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And you can also stream episodes at yxeunderground.com. Don't forget to rate and leave a review if you like what you hear. Follow YXE Underground on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and that's where you'll see some great photos of Jordan at work, taken by Saskatoon photographer Rana Andres. Some fun facts about Jordan Stovra. Halibut is his favorite kind of fish. It's, uh, it's fun, it's seasonal. Like, we only really get halibut
1: for. It's been way longer the last couple of years. Uh, but it usually should only be like six months out of the year. But it's been going for like about eight. eight it feels like eight months out of the year the last couple of years. I don't know why. I just. It feels longer recently. But yeah, halibut, and it's just nice the the nice process
0: and it just goes back to one of the things that I love and he is sometimes asked some tricky questions for example a young child asking if she could buy a lobster as a pet and I'm like no no you can't
1: people ask if they can buy a lobster as a pet that was one of my like it was like my third shift and like this little kid came up to me like I want to save one of the lobsters from being eaten and I'm and I'm like I don't think you could do that and I asked my manager, and he's like, "Well, you can sell it to them. That's not like a problem. Um, it's just they're going to die because they're not going to put them in a saltwater tank. Like they're going to, they're going to inadvertently kill this lobster." And I was like, "I was like, oh, so I should just tell them that they're going to kill the lobster?" And they're like, "Not exactly. Don't just give the
0: front reality to this child." Oh, the questions you're asked when you work in a grocery store. You've probably picked up on this already, but Jordan loves his job and takes pride in making sure everything is running smooth in the store. He also loves being part of a team. In the second part of our conversation, Jordan talks about how the pandemic has brought his colleagues together in certain ways and how he feels being deemed an essential worker.
1: A lot shorter. It's a lot shorter. I think a lot of people are, like, a lot of people are being mindful of getting in and out. And I, I also think that, like, people aren't necessarily they want it like that comfort food i see a lot of comfort food especially when i'm on cat they don't want the uh <laughs> i don't think they don't want to try new things that is also happening where people are like i want to make sourdough for the first time i'm like that's a bold choice <laughs> um but i think that's the biggest thing is that we have like just like the the amount of time we have to interact with customers i think customers are more mindful of getting in and out of the store instead of staying here for like two hours or they're you know they don't I feel like they feel like an obligation to like get their stuff and leave get out of here quickly and I don't I think that's bad because I think I miss a lot of my friends like I guess are a lot of them friends and people I see regularly like I have people that they'll come up to me and it's weird they'll be like I heard your I heard your voice on the radio are you on there I'm like yeah that's that's me I don't like advertise that often so it's a uh, it's interesting that way that I'm like just talking to customers I think that's the biggest thing that's been gone and that's one of the things that sucks I, I do like talking and giving ideas to a lot of customers on what they should uh, be cooking because at the end of the day they'll keep coming back here and they'll buy the same things and they'll or they'll try different things and stuff like that so a lot of me like I can't believe like washing their hands was a thing that I had to explain to a lot of customers at the beginning because I had like I think I was April not April like March 25th I was working shifts out in the in the foyer area bringing in carts washing people like telling people they have to wash their hands because we had the policy for a long time that if you come to our store you have to wash your hands and so we had those two basins set up to wash their hands right you remember that about a year ago so. I think through a lot of the time, we were just like, a lot of people were like, why do I have to wash my hands? Why I and i like, to me, it was wild that in a growing global pandemic that you had to explain to someone to wash their hands. Um, but I think over time that kind of softened with people and they were like, they started washing their hands and that was always nice to see. That was always like, like people like washing their hands and doing the, like the typical cleanly stuff that we should be doing. I think it was like a real gross period for everyone in the first couple weeks because I think a lot of the routines that someone was in really had to be broken and I don't blame someone for being a little bit crusty for coming in there you have to stand in the line outside in minus five or whatever it was at the time and they're like no I just want to go in and grab my stuff like I, I'm only here for a thing of yeast and I'm like there's a problem above you only being here for a thing of yeast, but I think that's neither here nor there. Um, that was my biggest thing, is that it was it was hard trying to and that's the hardest part, is that like I thought these were very common sense ideas. You know, washing your hands and it was just seemed to be kind of lost on people. So that's been the biggest I think that's the hardest thing. Like a lot of the public health measures that have been handed down to people at a store level and for them to enforce, I think that's been the hardest thing. Yeah, so I try and be mindful of a lot of where the customers are um, and like what they do. Um, But like their actions that they do themselves, um, it's really just a personal matter. And I like, if someone doesn't want to fall like follow those health measures there's nothing really I can do or nothing that I feel obligated by my job to do right like I think evidently I do care whether this was a safe place here at Sobeys I think that's a thing but I don't think there's a lot of like stuff I'm able to do right and it's also just creating bigger stresses on me because I don't want to go home thinking about if someone was not necessarily the nicest person at uh, my job. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It feels like a lot. Like, if you look in there, oh, that can get filled to the top. It just wasn't filled. So there's, like, a sensor that activates it. But because we have this new, like, fancy metal one, it doesn't reach all the way. It's kind of short. So you have to really get in there to get the back stuff, and then the sensor didn't navigate. So it's just been, like, there's just no ice in there right now. It's, uh... So like I walked in this morning and I was gonna have this all done before you and I like set up the ice table which is fun and then I just I didn't have any ice so it was a, it wasn't really a great plan by myself I really should have checked this yesterday to make sure everything was in line. You're doing a new thing every day and then you're like especially if you're just new tasks right so like first time being a cashier it was just like I didn't know how to do a lot of the things and there wasn't a lot of time to train and me being here for a long time it's like. I should be able to figure it out pretty easily, and I did. But it's a lot of the day-to-day tasks and day-to-day errors that I didn't uh, have done, right? And like a lot of, I made a lot of mistakes, and I've, like, working grocery, you don't, I worked a lot lot of grocery in the beginning because we had huge orders, right? And they put everyone towards there to put out the huge orders, and, it was hard. It was hard because it was like, I didn't know necessarily what I'm doing. And it was just trying to do the best you can in an environment that was weird and you just didn't understand a lot. Are you able to rely on your colleagues then yes. for help? 100%, 100%. I would not have a job. <laughs> I would be really lost. I would just be lost. A lot of my colleagues are great in that way that they're able to help and they're, especially if you haven't worked in an area before, you don't know what you're doing. I can rely on their help and it's always great in that sense. Um, yeah, I would say that we're a closer bunch today than we were a year ago. Because I think a lot of us have been through the same situations, and we can rely on each other to give each other advice and give each other, like, that to- I'm going to go, to give each other ideas on how to deal with situations that may arise. Because, yeah, it's not the, uh, Not the most ideal situation to like learn a new position I think there's a lot of people who've been thrown into different positions over the past year that they haven't been that, maybe not knowledgeable is the wrong word, but like that confident of their ability, right? So just a lot of people learning over the past year on not only how to like navigate the world that is currently our world but also how to navigate like a new job. So that's always been like a fun part of this. Hi Barry. Hi. How are you? Doing, Doing good? Barry used to work here. <laughs> so it's always nice talking to him. It was weird. Um, not that I hug a lot of people here. Um, but me and my mom, my mom was in the other day, and she hugged me, and she's like, I've never hugged people at my work, right, where she works, because she works at Costco, right, it's just, like, a bad look, I'm like, I honestly don't care at this point, <laughs> um, but well, I think... you hugged your mom here. I hugged my mom here, right, and I think, like, stuff like that is, like, there's people that, like, I don't want to feel weird about hugging my mom at work, right, <laughs> and I feel like it can be, like, weird if someone doesn't know, I'm just, people that we are. but also like, I don't know. Even like, there's coworkers I'm super close to and I'm like, I feel very, like, it's very distant because you can't like hang out, you don't feel, you can't hang out socially with them, right? Just like safely and right now. So it's been hard trying to like, you know, you talked about the bond and bringing us closer. I think we're closer as a team here at work I think maybe like socially that's kind of gone away a little bit, just because you haven't had those
0: opportunities over the past year to do that um, you, you've been very generous with your time Jordan, and I, I sure appreciate that I, I am curious before I let you go um, you know there, there's so much talk just out in the in the public in the community in terms of of those essential frontline workers and and getting their you know kind of getting their vaccination shots. Earlier, because I think our society realizes just the important work that you are doing, Jordan, and your colleagues are. Um, how, how does that make you feel when you when you hear those types of discussions? I, like half of me be
1: like, yeah, it's great those discussions are happening, but I don't think it's being executed on a provincial level. So I think that's just like very disappointing at the end of the day. Um, and at the same time, I don't think I think that should be like base minimum of what like governments should be doing for these frontline workers who for being fair didn't really have a choice to be deemed essential right a lot of people we couldn't apply to serve we couldn't apply to stuff like that because we were deemed essential workers um so the ability to isolate if we felt unsafe during the pandemic wasn't really available to us um you know sadly will be the only thing i'll say on record um (laughs) nice about the Kenny government in alberta is that they're actually giving a payment to a lot of like frontline workers who had to work throughout the pandemic not that i would like that from our government but i think it's like the basement of something that can be done to kind of show the appreciation to people who did work throughout the government even i know that's like a large ideal right but like I think something like that. Like, I think vaccination is almost the bare minimum of what they can do. Like, it's great that we're to the front of the line. And trust me, I think there's more vulnerable communities than I. Because I think I have the safeguards of being able to stay at home. And I think I have the safeguards of being able to, like, distance myself from other people. But at the end of the day, I think that something like vaccinations being available is pretty... By the numbers, that's like obviously the people who are working out of the public should have vaccines. So it's great that we're included in those conversations, but I'm not surprised by them. If that makes any sense.
0: Thank you for your time today. Um, I, I I told a couple of people that when I was coming to interview you, um, one of the simple pleasures of my pandemic has been coming to uh, the, the Sobeys every Saturday or Sunday morning because I do the grocery shopping and I get to see you because like you said, I would normally see you out at like concerts and different events and this is the only chance I get to see, see you. So I
1: appreciate um, you being here only once a week because I see people every day and I'm like, ah, I only get to see Eric once a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to see Eric only once a week. Um, <laughs> Eric, no man, like I mean that generally. Like I think like I do, in, like there's a lot of people that I do see like more often than once a week. But like seeing, seeing my friends who shop once a week or seeing people who like only like the, the idea of seeing only this like the community that I have um, has been really nice. Like on a bad day, I'll see three or four friends, right? And then it's, it kind of makes my day a little better because uh, I've got to see some friends. So that's been nice.
0: Thank you, Jordan, for your time today. Thanks for letting us invade the, your, your department here. Yeah. It's been a while since I wore a hairnet, so thank you. Oh, I was
1: so I, That's an idea I've been thinking about for <laughs> days. I'm like, I think Eric has to wear a hairnet. I think I want to make Eric wear a hairnet. I think I'm going to put it on. I'm not even going to message him about it. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm going to have him wear a hairnet.
0: Yeah. Thank you, Jordan. No problem. My thanks to Jordan Stovra for allowing me to speak with him at work for the podcast. And you'll be happy to know that Jordan recently received his first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. This has been episode 9 of season 3 of YXE Underground. My name is Eric Anderson. I host, produce, and edit this local independent podcast. Follow and listen to YXE Underground on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also stream episodes on the website, yxunderground.com. If you like what you hear, please feel free to give the podcast a 5-star rating and review. Don't forget to follow YXE Underground on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and that's where you'll see some great photos of Jordan taken by Saskatoon photographer and my friend, Rana Andres. Thank you to my cousin, Andrew Dixon, for creating the theme music for the podcast. Thank you to Saskatoon's Danger Dynamite for creating and maintaining the website. And a very special thank you to a Sobeys communications officer named Samantha for helping me to set up this interview. Samantha, I so appreciate your help. And a big thank you to Jen Rondeau and the team at Ivy Yoga House for supporting this episode. You might remember Jen from recently being a guest on the podcast. Not only is she an amazing critical care paramedic in Saskatoon, but she also owns and operates just a, a wonderful yoga studio called Ivy Yoga House. If you practice yoga or have been curious to give it a try, I can't recommend the studio enough. It's a warm and welcoming space, and Jen has assembled a team of amazing teachers who are just great people. So thank you, Jen, and the team at Ivy Yoga House for supporting and believing in the podcast. Before I go, I would like to acknowledge that this episode was gathered on Treaty 6 territory and the traditional homeland of the Métis. YXE Underground is a production of the Salt Hammer Production Company. My name is Eric Anderson. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon, Saskatoon.